Parole Podcast is back. I've been so busy carving out a career in the business world, I feel like I almost forgot to upload the episodes. Jokes aside, I am glad that Parole and Sportive are getting traction and I've had a blast conversing with guests. This episode is special. I've invited a fellow African podcaster and future media mogul, a Rwandan, a woman, and a person of many endeavors. Yes, East Africa is doing well. I cannot trust West Africa as I have listeners on the other side, but we all know what kind is not portrayed in West Africa. So today's guest is Patience Mutesi. And let me start with a fun fact. There are two Rwandans, Patience Mutesi. And it seems like they're both doing amazing things in their motherland. Good for you. At the time of our interview, these patients was the country manager for Proto, a Canadian tech company that brings chat boxes in local languages. By the time I dropped the episode, she was confirmed as the East African manager. I believe meeting me has brought some blessings along the way. In 2019, she launched her media company, Shades CS, and she's a co-host of Let's Start Now podcast with Laurie Shimge. Podcasting is a new platform that most Africans are not really aware of, but thanks to us, yes, thanks to Law, Patience, and myself, and others, we believe that podcasting is a medium that should be embraced by Africans with content that speaks to us. Let me be honest here. It might start as a hobby, but the work it takes, I am reminded weekly, if not daily, that this is work and not some part-time project. Some of the things that keep me going, other than the fact that I need to pay the bills, is how I can see someone listening in Hong Kong or on the Isle of Man. Don't get me started with cities I can't even pronounce in Sweden. Thank you to all the listeners, to those who weirdly have listened to some episodes twice or more. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Let's Start Now podcast has a sequence of five episodes per country, and so far, the countries represented are Rwanda, I get it, Kenya, Uganda, and Zambia. Okay, where is Burundi? Don't we almost speak the same language, with Kirundi being the best version? Cela va sans dire, where am I on the guest list patients? 2022 is around the corner. Call me, text me, you know where to find me. And please don't drop episodes with people from Chad or Gambia before Burundi. Thank you. Let's start now and Paul Podcasts are available where you listen to your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Apple, etc, etc. You're invited to leave nice comments and give only five stars reviews and DM nice feedback. And this is not cheating at all. Enjoy this episode. Parole podcast with Patience Mutesi. Or Mutesi. How do we say that? Mutesi. <laughs> Without being fancy, <laughs> fancy Americanize the, the name or, or whatever. Or Burundianize the, the name. Mutesi, yeah? That's, uh, it sounds better in Kirundi. <laughs> what is the meaning of Mutesi? No, it actually means a spoiled brat. <laughs> yeah like okay. like a spoiled kid or like yeah basically a spoiled kid that's what it means are yeah. you a spoiled but kid? i'm not no no i'm not i'm not i'm not a spoiled kid all right i'll i'll have to yeah. ask the right people because obviously you may not know that because you're the subject of mutesi but good okay okay right. i think the closest word that comes to mind Tessa, which is like to be to be on point but I don't know. It's like a slang. It's not like proper Kirundi. I don't think it's proper Kirundi. It's uh, Aratissa. So, yeah. 
It's a, there you go. Yeah, but, but you know what's weird? It's uh, my names are kind of contradic- contradicting each other because one is um, <laughs> this bold kid that wants everything and then the other one is like, be patient. Like, be patient. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind so, <laughs> of like contradicting each other. So that's a good one so the parents were like no i want to try this no i want to try this so they did right. this together it's, it's okay okay right. are you a patient one or are you like non-patient because that happens as well i think i'd go with the the patient one okay but that wants to get things done yeah once i set my mind to doing something it's it has to get done so yeah Ooh. so the patient one but yeah, with a little bit of, I wouldn't say with a little bit of spoiltness, but yeah, the patient one, but yeah. A woman with a purpose. Let's just say that. That's great. Yeah, let's just say that. <laughs> okay. So before we get into, you know, the interview, the conversation, mm-hmm. um, people who know me know that I'd like to tease Rwandans and Rwanda in general. And there's this thing called Visit Rwanda. And I like to mm-hmm. say Visit Rwanda and Burundi. Or visit Burundi first and then Rwanda. I don't know. What can you tell us about Rwanda that we don't know? I haven't it's been there, by the way. I haven't. No. I, I prom- Yeah. Ah, it's okay. No, I've been I to, like- <laughs> I've been no, to Kenya, like- Ethiopia. And yeah. uh, I was supposed to travel to Rwanda at some point in high school so, for some things. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen because I can't yeah. remember exactly. And yeah. I was like, you know, I still have time. And then, you know, time time is you know it's really different when you're younger I was like oh okay one day I'll go there yeah no but I always feel like most Burundians have visited Rwanda like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> most of my family yeah. like my direct family has been there so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's um yeah that's me that's part of me but it's okay it's okay I don't know if I've missed a lot because most mm-hmm. of the things that I see and friends that I have there tell me about the upgrade and, you know, update and whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. One day, yeah. Burundi will be there or even surpass yeah. it. It's okay. So there's uh, no there's, <laughs> there's no jealousy there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hear the streets are clean. Obviously, all the things yeah. that we can read outside. But what is what is what what can you tell me? I have been living in France for 14 years, 18, eight mm-hmm. years without coming back home. What can yeah. you tell me that I should be visiting or seeing or, you know, as a Rwandan? So I think some of the things, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I haven't visited so many things, <laughs> <laughs> like, to be honest. And I've been here for, like, the whole, uh, like the whole of my life. I haven't visited so many things or many places. Mm-hmm. But I'd say it's um, if you uh, if you do come to Rwanda, it's you definitely should visit almost all the different provinces. There's always in every province there's there's something that's um, at least unique about it, mm-hmm. and also there's that that feeling of, for example, some of the places that I've visited, like I've been to Kisenyi and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Karonji or Karonji. Right now it's called Karonji, but before it used to be called Kibuye. Those two areas for me have always like like there's there's just something about peace and warmth and like there's just um like it's, it's just a very I wouldn't say a restful place but it's just good vibes kind of kind of place okay. to be but I, I wouldn't say for the other provinces oh wait I've been to another province <laughs> yeah okay, okay and Mohazi as well those sides of Mohazi there's just an occur like a recurring theme of uh, peace and 
whenever I visit these places, I just feel like it's it's just so peaceful, <laughs> peaceful, oh, okay. and ah, to me, nice. the, those are the things that stand out to me um, in these different places. And I would really recommend that you visit all different, uh, all the different provinces. I'm trying to visit all of them myself as well. Yeah, and besides that, um, the people, the people are really. I mean, they're. they're <laughs> Well, it depends with which people that you meet and <laughs> what you're trying to and what you're trying to do. What you're trying to do, if you're trying to meet entrepreneurs, you always meet ambitious people. Um, mm-hmm. there's like, yeah, there's there's a growing. Um, I would say there's a growing. Um, I wouldn't say group, but they're really ambitious people, young people mm-hmm. in the entrepreneurship field or trying to get there. Not only in the entrepreneurship field, but also in the corporate uh, field, trying to get there, trying to make it. And you always be inspired by such um, by such people, or even by search uh, by uh, hanging out with such people. So I'd, I'd really recommend when you do visit Tranda, visit all the different um, provinces, and then try to see which. Because I'm I'm pretty sure you're interested in in entrepreneurs as well, and you mentioned that you're in, into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. at at some point. So. You could you could get friends that um, are into entrepreneurship and see what's there and yeah. Right, all right. This yeah. is like a ambassador uh, visit ambassador <laughs> visit for ambassador with these patients. That's no. that's oh great. My God. Oh, that's I, cool. I, I hope I'm I'm trying. I hope I'm trying. I'm not doing the best job, but I'm trying. <laughs> myself, I'm applying for like East African region, so I get to visit all the spaces like like Victoria. Yeah, whatever is in Ethiopia, whatever is in Sudan, because mm-hmm. those spaces are are really nice. But it's true. I don't know if I will be able to visit all the provinces. How many provinces do you guys have? Oh, we have five. Ah, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Because we have sixteen. That's why I was like, oh, it'll be a lot. Okay, for our five provinces, it's doable. But it's a small country. Mm-hmm. We do have small countries, so that's great. Right. Okay, right. I'll work yeah. on that. I'll work on that. Mm-hmm. I do know that you have. Great hospitality industry, mm-hmm. especially um, is it ah uh, Singita Onyungwe House or is it Onyungwe House? One, um, yeah, one and only. One and only. So those mm-hmm. I follow on on Instagram, and yeah, mm-hmm. and many things to see because if I'm coming to Kikel, I mean Tiranda, I really do not expect to spend that much time in you know in the city because the city is still a city. Kigali is like <laughs> Bujumbura, so no thank you. Really, naturally, I mean, you'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> You'd be surprised by it. Call me, um, um, how do you say that? Um, I like to be in like, uh, no, in the farm, like type of, yeah, in the countryside. That's more, that's more mm-hmm. my thing. But okay. uh, that's, yeah, that's me. That's the, the Alex that's uh, on vacation. I'm not really a city person when I'm on uh, vacation, but to be honest. But it's just this. That's it. That's it. No worries. So many things are happening. Patience is um, is uh, <laughs> growing and growing in in, in Rwanda. Before we get yeah. into that, who is patience then? I'm trying not to go to, not to start with the career bit. Uh, I'll go on to say uh, patience is um, hmm, it's it's a very hard question. Patience is um, ambitious person, mm-hmm. uh, ambitious young person trying to make it like all of us <laughs> mm-hmm. aren't we all all i don't know but mo- i hope most <laughs> right 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 um trying to see what's really out there and um yeah adventuring through each and everything mm-hmm. as well as learning through everything 
So I, I'd, I'd really define myself as someone who is yeah ambitious and just trying to make the best out of everything. That sounds scary for people who don't know you. You're like ambitious, can be, especially for women. They'll be like, oh, she's ambitious. So she must be this. How do you define ambition for you? Um, ambition for me is doing things uh-huh. that, um, that do scare you. Oh. But also at the same time, continuing to actually, like once you've set your mind to actually do something, you continue mm. to actually do it and actually achieve what you're trying to get at. So yeah, basically achieving what you're trying to get at. That would be ambition for me, I guess. Wow. Okay. What's ambition for you? What would you yeah, it's, it's just to set goals, I guess. It's to set mm-hmm. uh, crazy goals and really go, not, not like I'm going to lose weight in 10 days, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose 10 kilos in 10 days. But like really, uh, I think for me, I, I what I like to tell my friends, and I think I've, mm-hmm. I've shared this on the podcast at some point, is to say like every year I give myself mm-hmm. some goals and then I give myself five-year goal and 10 years goal or 10-year goals. And mm-hmm. it has to be crazy enough for me to be like, there's no way this is going to happen. And right. I think that the ambition comes from there. So if, mm-hmm. yeah, if it is about building wealth, it's um, starting companies or, you know, this and this and that. But, you know, sometimes when I'm having conversation with male friends, I might add, mm-hmm. people are scared. They're like, hmm, <laughs> why are you that ambitious? I'm like, but what? Uh, because I was born this way and I was brought up this way, I guess. So yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it can be scary. But what does it look like? in your in your case like was it were you born this way did you get to learn it from some because at school it was not like I was so super ambitious at school Mm -hmm. I I understood that being a not a C student but like you know 10 12 out of 20 it was enough and I had to just as long as you make it yeah (laughs) honestly and focus on the things that I like so if it was a class that I like at school and be like okay that one I really enjoy and this and that and then I'll focus on other things instead of being like this A student who doesn't have a life outside, uh, yeah. which sometimes people do enjoy other activities. But I do understand that ambition could be defined differently. What was it like for you when we were younger? When I was younger, um, I think I'd say the same thing as you, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was okay with just being there. I mean, mm-hmm. just being there, performing the way I would like whatever it was, you know, just making it and not like <laughs> making it, but <laughs> just, you know, maybe getting that b or c or even lower than that but just making it right (laughs) (laughs) but um uh but when i grew a little bit older maybe i'd say at around uh, 15 or 16 Mm -hmm. i'd say i wouldn't say that's when i started getting ambitious but that's when i knew that that i was going to like that there were certain things that i was that i wanted to actually do and I think it was uh, stemming from the fact that uh, both my parents were entrepreneurs. You know, entrepreneurs are usually very mm-hmm. ambitious or they reach things that, you know, they, they reach really huge goals or they, they're able to get to uh, big things, right? Mm-hmm. So w- when I was around uh, 15, I realized that I wanted to um, have my own business. And I, th- that's when I knew that I wanted to get into media as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to have a media business and I from there I, I was also I, I realized that I wanted to take a much separate route from my parents because they were into the retail and hospitality sectors uh-huh. so now <laughs> everything that I was doing from then after my realization was more of like okay you're going the separate route so you you have to take this other uh, other uh, other side of things in order to do that um, I had to at least 
be more uh, i'm gonna say more um how can you say it? not ambitious so from 15 i knew yes i wanted to get into media from 15 then 16 then 17 17 i finished high school yeah i finished high school after 17 i started now because usually at at home or at least i'd say for my um other siblings or actually my older sibling I'd noticed that once he finished school, he went into working with my parents. So I didn't okay. want the same journey for me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to get an internship somewhere else in a, in a different, maybe in a different sector or whatever, but not, uh, you know, work with my parents. I got an internship. And from there, that's when I knew that I had to actually make it because I was able to, um, like within that internship, I was able to learn a lot of things. Like I was able to grow more confident. I was able to uh, to see that things are much possible, that, mm. that things are really possible. From there, that's when I started becoming really ambitious and decided, okay, you know what, when I do get into uni, um, I'm going to do a communications, um, a mass communications or any communications um, course. And then from there, build my company. <laughs> that, that, was, ah. that, that was sort of like the journey there. So when I did get into uni, um, I became really, I think I'd say that's when I became really ambitious because I was like, you know, I wasn't really settling for the scores that I used to get before mm. or the the grades and stuff. I was like, like, because there was this thing called honors and all that. So I was like, yeah. I have to, <laughs> honors or whatever, all those grades. I was like, you know what? I have to get this, um, this kind of GPA to get this honors. Mm. Like I tested myself from there on and, since then, I've been testing myself to see what's the highest point I can get mm. to. And it has, uh, I'd say it has worked well in my favor, or at least for maybe from what I see, it has worked well in my favor. And wow. um, I've been, yeah, I've been doing that since then. Wow. Okay. Always trying to strive for higher or always trying to get to bigger things. I mean that's yeah that's quite an ambition that's crazy but it's funny because I, I think uh, at the age of 15 16 I was focusing on I guess like sports related or entertainment or but mostly mm-hmm. sports related what brought you to to the media space especially uh, let me without being uh, you know condescending it's like in Africa it's not like at that time we did have like the best tv shows you know tv news or whatever so what brought you then saying like i can do this and and being ambitious means i'll do this better so first off it, it started off as just a, a way of re- re- rebelling can i say, can I say rebelling <laughs> <laughs> against what my, my parents were doing so it started off as that because i had to pick something else that they weren't doing and yep. just go for, and go for something that at least i like right I liked a little bit of media. I mean, media involved music and, you know, movies mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I was like, yes. Yeah, so, so I felt like maybe that's the route that I really wanted to get into. So when I did go into uni, I realized that it was much different. There was much more to media. There was public relations. There was mm-hmm. not only media. There, there was like, it was media wasn't the only thing that you can possibly do. There was communications. There was marketing. There was all these different things. And um, th- th- that's when I realized that maybe these other things were much more for me <laughs> besides the, the actual, the movies, the, the, the music. By, by movies, I don't mean actor or whatever, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. actor or actress, no. So when I did notice that there were these other things, 
I went on, yeah, I did the course, the mass communications course. And I thought that maybe, because I, I, I majored in broadcast uh, journalism, I thought that maybe eventually I might have like some sort of like same media company. But mm -hmm. then I later realized that uh, I wasn't willing to sit down and edit um, <laughs> videos or <laughs> like it was yes. just, it wasn't for me. <laughs> Like yeah. it, was, it was fun, like when you when you're trying to get something or having the angle, but mm -hmm. sitting and all that, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> so um, yes. a couple years later, um, after trying out other different uh, jobs, I restarted again and uh, went for an internship mm -hmm. um, in the media industry. When I did that, I realized that I was much better at doing the communications bit or um, at the marketing bit. And that entirely changed my journey as well. Where did you study it? What, what were like some of the classes or courses that you took? It, like that, that brought you there, that made you realize that uh, it was what you were looking for? There were lots of classes that I took, including marketing classes and other different classes. I can't even remember them on top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> what? Were you not in class? What is no, this? I were, <laughs> no, I was no, I'm just saying the names. Saying yeah, the sure. Names, I can remember the names. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, there are a couple of classes here and there that I did take. So, and also not only that, sorry, mm -hmm. not only that, um, there were other activities that I took um, in uni, such as maybe entrepre entrepreneurship activities that oh, sort of okay. like, yeah, propel, uh, propelled the, the whole ambition, ambition thing mm -hmm. or the whole getting into business in um in a media or marketing field. Oh, great. And then you graduate. And then what happens? Yeah. So, and then I graduated and um, again, trying to rebel against my parents, I, <laughs> I, I searched for, uh, I started searching for a job. Once you finish school, you have to try and search for a job, any job really Yeah. <laughs> at some point. So I started off in the, I'd say aviation. It wasn't really aviation. It was more of like lounge management, but in the aviation sector. Okay. So I so I was a customer service agent at a company called NAS. I worked there for like um, about six months. And then I just, from working there, I just realized that it wasn't for me. So when I was young and I was like, when am I ever going to get there? And, and I tried to really see, I was like, I tried to really see, okay, fine. If I do stay here for the next two years, like what will um, being a customer service agent uh, mm. help me to get into? Like in terms of like the experience that I'll have gotten, like will it help me to become maybe a public relations manager? Will it help me to mm. become a, a marketing manager? Like where is it going to really take me? And I realized that it wouldn't really get me into the communications field. Okay, it would maybe in the future, but... It wouldn't really get me to, the, 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 the furthest that it would take me would probably be like maybe a head of customer, customer, um, yeah, customer support or yeah. things in line with customer support or uh, customer service. And that wasn't the route that I was taking. And mm. also, in addition to that, I also realized like the people that were around me were kind of satisfied with what was going, what they were doing or they were okay with what they were doing and I wasn't mm. satisfied. I was like, I'm young. I mean, I need to go experience the world. I need to go yeah. 
getting get into the media field and see what it's like. I mean, if I don't like it, since I'm, <laughs> if I don't like it, I can always step out and go do something else. True. But let me test it out. So I moved from that job and uh, tried to search up for a better, a, a more like a, a job in the media field. So I told my parents, I this is not what I learned. I need to get into something that I actually learned or that I, I'd actually enjoy. So that's when I actually took up the major in, in internship. And um, mm-hmm. from there, it has just been, um, yeah, so for media, it, it has been now uh, really structuring myself in the marketing bit of things. Are you only working, focusing on Rwanda or East Africa or let's just say Africa or the world? Currently, my focus is in, um, I'd say, in Rwanda, but mm-hmm. um, um, I'm also focusing in Africa in some, in some sense because we, we need to do the best for Africa we need we we can't only get there as one country right you need to focus on Africa as well and uh because for those who don't know yet let's just say Mm -hmm. uh this is the reason why I called you here is because you have a podcast so it feels like we were like part of this cult of African podcasters slash (laughs) East African podcasters slash you know Randers and Burundians and with what I know I don't think we have a lot of people uh from East Africa and from Burundi and Rwanda in general. What brought you into the uh, podcast space? space? What uh, brought me and my co-host, uh, co-host sorry, and your co-host, the, yeah, yeah, my co-host Laura, uh, into the podcasting space was that we realized that there was, I mean, there were not enough stories about African entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or even about uh, businesses in Africa. So the, the 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 stories that we used to get or the stories that we usually get are the Western side of things. You will mm-hmm. know. Like you'll know what Elon Musk did to get here, get where he is. You'll know what you know the Tesla. I mean, the, the whole Tesla company, yeah. like some of the challenges they faced and everything. But you'll never know much about the African um, entrepreneurs or mm. even the entrepreneurs that are close to us. You will never know that Absolutely. much about them. So we felt like there was a missing, there was a missing piece to that, and uh, we realized that we could take on this journey. And actually get to know much more about entrepreneurs in Africa and their businesses, as well as get to know, um, you know, the different things that uh, challenge them mm-hmm. or just generally like what they've been uh, successful at, how they've managed to maybe raise funds, because there, there are lots of uh, companies that we talk to that manage to raise funds. And we, we, we just wanted to sort of like educate people as well as inspire, generally inform people that, yes, Africa is, is growing. And they're entrepreneurs that are making it. They're entrepreneurs that are doing mm-hmm. big things and great things. So yeah, <laughs> that's what um, sort of brought us into that journey. Let me share this with people who are listening because it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's um, I was I was going to speak in French. It's like déjà. Mm-hmm. So at first, it's tough to get an African on a podcast. So mm-hmm. I can imagine <laughs> to get an yeah. African entrepreneur either who just started. Starting means maybe a year ago or two years mm-hmm. ago, whatever. Or I think harder to get someone who succeeded and who at some point has to share the success. And I think as some Africans, we, we're shy to talk about ourselves and to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, the successes. For me to even have you on and talk about, you know, your journey into the media sphere, I think it mm-hmm. was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like, a, I don't know, it's like a casino I won because I was like, oh, she's willing <laughs> to say yeah, like she's, she's willing to come to the pod. What is this? 
how do you even explain your work? Because I know that my first my first year was really hard on like in trying to explain to people first what the podcast was and the purpose mm -hmm. of it. For you, you're bringing people on the pod. They're like, okay, share your journey. Um, okay. Um, you know, I'd rather hear even the person maybe who'll be speaking. I'd rather hear Elon Musk than hear myself. You know, all these things. How do yeah. you even... Good for you that you guys are working in pair. <laughs> are you are you it, like showing the way? You know, giving this new narrative of Africans have a legit story to tell. I think you're you're absolutely right about um, people not wanting to share as much, or not wanting to share the success stories or even their journeys at all. We we I wouldn't say it has been it has been easy to get people on. You, you shoot your shot and see. Um, like out of maybe 10 people who's going to take up who's going to say yes some people are actually su surprisingly willing to say yes mm. and yeah <laughs> you go on with that i mean you'll never get what you haven't asked for you try and uh, maybe uh, request people to to be on the podcast if they say yes well and good if they don't um you've made a new connection or you've at least hinted mm -hmm. at what you do Mm. and um that's just about it honestly <laughs> all right because I, i think for me with parole what i'm trying to do is uh, mm -hmm. although at this time for example the most uh, most listeners are from uh i would say two countries or like no from the diaspora for now and then burundi and rwanda yeah and but my my goal really it's like in the next i'll even say two to five years is to have more africans listening to parole Right, because mm -hmm. the problems mm -hmm. that one can encounter in in Bujumbura might be similar to someone who's living in Zambia than someone who's living in Saskatchewan, for example. What is your vision for entrepreneurship, for example? Because as you are one, and then you have a network of entrepreneurs in Rwanda, or even say, let, let me just say East African region, right? What do you see? I will even add this because that's what I do. I ask many questions at once. <laughs> uh, as a woman entrepreneur. Just to clarify, in terms of what I would be willing to help with, or in terms of what I hope for, what you hope for, uh, even if you can help, better. Um. So what I really hope for is for there to be more, um, more women entrepreneurs and more women getting funded in terms of um, if they do have startups or if they do have SMEs. I really hope uh, to to see more uh, women entrepreneurs getting into it and. Uh, really being out there right mm -hmm. yeah. not only that uh, but also i i hope to see a thriving entrepreneurship space in the next coming um, at least in the next coming years mm -hmm. and i think we're we're already on on journey to that i feel like there, there are lots of um there, there are lots of accelerator programs coming up there are lots of um yeah, yeah in rwanda yeah, lots of, yeah in rwanda Oh yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't know much about the rest of Africa, but I know in in Rwanda there are lots of accelerator programs coming up. There are lots of uh, funding programs coming up. Not only that, uh, they're, they're just different entrepreneurship programs that are there, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping for more women to take it up and um, see what's the best that could happen. All right. And how about the the network that you already have? How do you guys gather together? Is it like a monthly thing? Do you do you have do you even have a meetings? You know to kind of talk about the, the Rwandan environment, the business environment, how is it evolving? How the youth is, is getting involved? All the generation uh, is helping or not helping, you know? How do you guys so, work together? 
unfortunately for that question unfortunately we haven't really looked at how to do that mm -hmm. or how to get the environment uh, the entrepreneurship community together however i know a couple of people that are doing the same thing and um, I'm, i'm happy to be part of that community or at least to listen to what they're they're getting at um mm -hmm. the people that are doing that are uh, i think you know about it as well they're they're on clubhouse they're, they're called startups in rwanda the people that are curating that whole uh, the whole startups in Rwanda are uh, Yusuf mm -hmm. yeah Yusuf Joshua and Brooke and I really commend them for what they're doing at least for the for 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 the talks that they do keep having yeah I feel like they're very informative and and they keep getting people together for us maybe even for the podcast as well as for, for myself I haven't really been able to see the best way to get entrepreneurs together but I do hope to to be able to do that or be part of uh, doing that okay so how about we do like a conference of entrepreneurs in like next year in the next two years so just because covid is missing a lot of plans and mm -hmm. then i'll be traveling to rwanda and see how is it it is working finally yeah why not <laughs> why not why not <laughs> yeah that would be great we can plan this alex we can seriously plan this. why not Yeah. And like all these entrepreneurs because at the end of the day like I, i'm telling you this but uh, i was talking to a person who is in the um, vc slash media space as well who is in following the fintech in africa and she did say something that was really interesting so like you guys should start vcs because vcs venture capital uh, firms because there's not a lot of women being funded and it's not like you have to get like um two million funds So like you can start with 5,000, you can start with 10,000 and you can change yeah. like the region. And I was like, that's true. I think it is something that we can all think about. And especially for the diaspora that's wasting so much cash on whiskey on a Saturday <laughs> night. <They> just... <laughs> <laughs> Not judging, huh? but judging. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, how, how about you with your co-founder, co co the podcast co what, mm -hmm. yeah co-host yeah mm -hmm. where, where do you plan to go in the next year five years uh where we plan to go in the next at least year and uh five years we're looking to of course cover um um uh, cover different episodes or cover more entrepreneurs as well mm -hmm. and then we're looking to have like to engage more with the with the communities or the entrepreneurship communities that we've been at least uh yeah we've been at least uh, either been talking to or uh, been involved in and also we we're just looking we're looking to get more partnerships in terms of um, entrepreneurship or people that could help out more entrepreneurs like we're, we're really looking to see how best we can uh, share the different information that we've gotten and also share our maybe even our skills as well to see how mm. best we can get we can make uh, more entrepreneurs or educate more entrepreneurs or have more entrepreneurs out there getting funds or even just generally yeah. you know making it great i mean i wish uh, you get <laughs> you guys have uh, lots of sponsors because that's what's <laughs> one of the tricky things as well right it's right, like right, yeah. guys get on the but who is judging they will be coming soon so it's fine <laughs> so no i'm thinking like especially for Rwanda who, who do with kenya with the mtns you know the eco banks mm -hmm. and the, the huge mm -hmm. uh, companies and they can be of help especially when you guys are covering entrepreneurship it could be something that is really who knows maybe after this they'll be hearing 
and then mm-hmm. something changes <laughs> maybe oh by the way how do people get to get in touch with you and where can they find your podcast obviously people can get in touch with me uh, on linkedin or mm-hmm. on my social media channels uh, so on linkedin my my name is patience mutesi on my social media channels um the ones that i actively use are twitter twitter basically all right <laughs> and instagram Uh-huh. But um, so the names that I use on both are Mutesi and uh, two underscores. And then for the podcast, it's called Let's Start Now. And uh, the, the easiest way to, to, to get it is just follow me. You'll just find it right there. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> follow me or just search me up. You'll find it right there. All Either right. on LinkedIn or on the social media channel. All right. Just to get a glimpse of what, you know, people will be listening to. Can you okay. share a story that you, like you and all Marie-Laure, uh, what you heard on the pod on interviewing people? What was the most amazing story or crazy story or unusual story, actually, that may have happened to someone along the way? Um, oh, Let's my see. God. Let me think about it. I'd have to like, <laughs> I'd like, I'd have to like see almost all the, <laughs> the podcast. I know. That's what I do here. That's what I do, patients. They all have great stories. Honestly, they all have great stories. I think I wouldn't say it's entirely a great story, but I, I feel like um, my best episode so far has been one with um, a lady called Junice Minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has an insurance, uh, an insurance firm or a tech insurance firm. For, for me, it was the first time learning about an insurance tech firm and what it could possibly do. It was the first time for me hearing that. Her, her story was, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's like out of, you know, what you'd normally hear, but it was just, um, for me, what stood out to me was how she was really, like, she 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 was really informative in everything mm. that she was telling us. She was literally selling. <laughs> so wow. she was literally selling to us. So that, that's one of the episodes that has stood out to me so far. She knew her I, work. <laughs> she knew her work. <laughs> she really knew her work. So. Her journey is, is um, I wouldn't say it's, it's very, very different, but it's, It's an amazing one as well. Mm. But um, yeah, that episode stood out to me and it's, it has been my greatest so far. Come on. All right, then. So let's do that. Let's put some more women on the pod, please, because that's 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 one of the yeah. aim, because that's for sure. <laughs> and yeah, uh, for let's. Sure. Yeah. And thanks a lot for your for your work. And I, I do know the commitment that it takes to do the podcast. So I mm-hmm. commend you guys. For those who don't know, there is Patience Mutesi and Ishim Gimahilo. Yeah, it's it's been a blast and it's, you know, keep listening. I'll be listening for sure. I started, so that's cool. And <laughs> just, you know, go along and help African podcasters being, you know, on the map, as we like to say. And hopefully when we talk next year at a conference in Kigali or Burundi for entrepreneurs, who knows, we'll be collaborating at some point. Who knows? Just let's just dream big, you know. But I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> to the, the entrepreneurship you, conference you might think i'm to. joking but i'm not <laughs> <laughs> but they will right. see people will judge us in in, in 12 months they'll be like you guys told True. me for nothing i'm like no 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 but <laughs> covid covid did did push my like change my plans big time so mm-hmm, i hope mm-hmm. that 2022 will be so different mm-hmm. thank you jesus but, but i do believe I'd, in that i'd like to know maybe before we end this I'd like to know what is something that you've learned so far um, with this COVID times happening in terms of now, like your whole career 
field or as or even in your personal field what have you really learned from this uh, COVID time uh you know what I said before is like every year I set myself some goals and mm-hmm. uh, let's just say every quarter you kind of go back and you know review them and with mm-hmm. COVID I think if I hadn't had like uh, a proper plan for like every month I would have mm-hmm. lost it uh, I really would have lost it because it was like, okay, you guys go home and then we'll see in two weeks. And actually it was four months. And because yeah. I had a plan, little things like I want to read a certain amount of books every year. So I was able mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, read books and uh, fall on Netflix all the time. And then I realized, oh, this is taking some time. So it was like, you can still plan, but mm-hmm. of course, somehow, some da- sometimes, it doesn't go <laughs> the way you planned it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think for me, the fact that I had this plan of like, okay, I want to see this by the end of the year. There's some things really like traveling every month. <laughs> it was gone, you know, it was done. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there are things, I mean, the, during the COVID time is the, the time that I started the podcast. So I know that there are things that was I was able to kind of learn and that was my time on. And, but definitely planning was the foundation of everything i was like okay i'm so grateful for this not grateful for the pandemic but grateful for the time <laughs> yeah set aside definitely how about you um for me it was um let me see what did i really learn i i, I learned uh that uh, so much is possible if you mm. look into the right places <laughs> mm, nice or if, yeah so if, if you want to nice. do something just start searching it up and you never yeah. know where you'll get it so, true yeah. You, can you imagine like a year ago, I was like, what is editing? So that's why when you say editing videos, I'm like, what is <laughs> And then I yeah, went on YouTube, yeah. I was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. And then nowadays mm-hmm. I can edit a 45 minutes episode in like two hours. And I feel like a, a boss, like yeah. I am on point. I'm like, oh, so that's what, yeah. So who knows? Thanks a lot. Anyway, we'll be doing much more without the pandemic. That's for sure. But, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, we'll be inspiring. We'll be inspired by your work and uh, the, the work of your guests. That's for sure. And yeah, God bless Burundi and uh, God bless <laughs> uh, Rwanda. Rwanda. <laughs> what? What? Oh my God. I swear, the, day, the day I'll put my feet on the ground in Kigali, I think people will know me. They're like, uh, yeah. are you the one? I'm like, no, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll pretend to not be speaking uh, Kirundi. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for having me and uh, have a great one as well. 